0: Hey, welcome to the Remo Klale Life and Faith podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith.
1: Hey, quick one, while listening to this episode, I just wanna remind you of a partnership with Good Cup. Good Cup is a South African female-owned coffee brand with the mission to provide good coffee while driving community engagement and service. Good Cup also provides coffee truck event services throughout the city of Johannesburg for special occasions. So if you are having a wedding, an event, or a conference that you require coffee for, please email them at goodcupbrand at gmail.com. And if you love coffee, like I do, uh, then the great news for you is that this partnership allows you to get a discount on any single Origin coffee purchase that you make on their website and all you have to do is type in the discount code, code faith f-a-i-t-h faith uh, on checkout and it will apply to your purchase so please go check them out we'll have links to the business on in the show notes enjoy the rest of the podcast all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the podcast i am incredibly grateful uh, to my guest today for coming Uh, essentially back onto the podcast but uh, the first first iteration didn't necessarily make it out onto the airwaves so uh, grateful that you Kaylee that you made time to come back Uh, grateful that you who are listening are listening and I really look forward to a very helpful conversation as we continue to try to thrive in life as well as in our faith here on the podcast so uh, Kaylee Hewitt welcome to the podcast my friend.
0: Thanks for having me back
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely Uh, Dude, can you Give us a brief intro into who you are Before we kind of dive into today's conversation
0: Sure, okay Uh, Reems, no, you're going to have to Pause this, I literally don't know how to answer that question
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to Pause it, this is good Tell us about yourself, what do do you feel like we need to know
0: Um so I I, I think the first thing that popped into my mind is that I play the ukulele. Nice. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know uh <laughs> anything else. Um oh, I don't Oh my gosh. I feel like this is just going to be take number 3. Anyway, um so I think um no, please ask me a specific question. I do so badly with this, like how are you and these type of questions. I'm just like no. Okay, what, what, to, what do you want to know? Okay, you want to know I'm, I'm I'm 20.
1: Give us an intro. Okay, 20.
0: okay, all right. Um, so um, my name is Kaylee Megan Hewitt. I picked up my middle name when I was little,
1: oh, nice. uh, and then
0: my parents changed it. Yeah um and then like they changed it officially after I went to that uh and then yeah I am 25 almost 26 um and I have known Reams for a very long time so we grew up in the same church um and yeah I like talking to people so <laughs> i feel this is gonna be a good time <laughs>
1: let's do it let's dive in uh, i dig that i didn't i had no idea that you picked megan that's crazy
0: yeah yeah, yeah how did, I did. Do you know how that happened <laughs> um no i just told everyone my name is kaylee megan hewitt and my parents were like well all of her other siblings whether step or um well half or real mm. they all have middle middle names so yeah they're like
1: there you go. All right. Very cool. Well, yeah, Kels, I think, you know, grateful to have you back on the podcast. And, and what we'll do is really we'll just dive into your story. Um, and and I think you have, uh, like you said, we've known each other a number of years now. And I feel like you have an incredibly uh, interesting story, but also inspiring story of how you've kind of continued through your life and, and the journey that you've been on. So uh, if you can maybe take us back to the start and we can start potentially at kind of your uh beginning of your journey with with jesus how did you end up kind of deciding to be a christian or a disciple to follow jesus how did that come about
0: Hmm. um so as you know from last time it actually involves you um so (laughs) obviously as i said um we grew up in the same church together but obviously going to church and you know being a disciple or having a relationship with God is two very different things Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think we went on a camp to Cape Town to paint a rehab I think it was do you remember
1: I do I do yes
0: okay yeah um and then on the way back um on the airplane you asked me a question like why haven't I studied the bible or something like that and I was like I just didn't have an answer. Sure. Um, and so I was like, Oh, maybe I should say the Bible. <clears throat> Sorry. So then, um, yeah. So then from that, I say the Bible and then I got baptized in matric, but then like the year after matric, I took out a lot of time. Okay. Well, I had a lot of time as well. Cause <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my health wasn't too great. Um, and like, I would just walk and pray, like walk and pray, walk and pray. And, um, you know, from that, I kind of like, I kind of like, was like, Oh my gosh, like this realization came to me of, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not saved. And then I think, you know, I had like a very, um, surreal night, one night where God just like, um, woke me up and was like you need to sort out your salvation and it was just mm-hmm. like very humbling um and and, yeah. and for me i think that's like such an airy fairy thing but it literally happened yeah. um and so yeah I, I don't think it's gonna happen too much in my life <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah i think um so yeah so then i actually got rebaptized. i think like a year after my matriculation i don't know i'm really not good with dates but mm. I got baptized again after school. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and let's talk maybe about the first time. What, what was kind of the, the big... So I know you said, you know, I asked you, hey, why, you know, why did you study the Bible? And then when you were studying the Bible, what kind of stood out to you? What, what was the stuff that you were learning that made you feel like, sure, I need to take this thing seriously?
0: Um, so I think... I think one of the things is, you know, people spoke to me about God's love because um, mm-hmm. I think like, it's <laughs> <that's> very legalistic. <laughs> I still can be, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So I think, you know, people just said to me, um, study out God's love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and And I had this, you know, I did a study about that. And then um, I remember also, you know, the cross is very moving and, Mm. you know, um, just to see like what all Jesus did for us. Like he literally takes your sins away. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think like that was also, yeah, that was very impactful. Um, But yeah, I think, um, yeah, but I think maybe there was like a little bit of like, I don't know. I think like a little bit of immaturity. And so I think what that was like a little bit, like less vulnerability, okay. um, you know, so I think, uh, like coming out of high school, I think, yeah, I think I was just not like in a good space, uh, mm. in many ways. And so I think, um, yeah, I think it, it, it just, uh, it revealed that like things were not necessarily, you know, like maybe I, I needed to relook things. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure.
1: Mm. Okay. And, and if we, if we talk about kind of God's love, what do you feel like you learned? Like you said, they said, Hey, study at God's love. What did you see? What, mm-hmm. are, what are some things that stood out about God's love?
0: Um. So I, I just want to say, you know, I think um, sometimes, you know, we look at, we, we we approach the Bible as if like it's a self help book, and not necessarily like looking at it, uh, you know, in terms of like, wow, this is God, and you mm-hmm. know, like, really believing it. So I think, um, like I think I learned a whole lot of like characteristics about him. Like, you know, he's he's very very loving, which obviously is love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a comforting God, a compassionate God. Um. I, I, I don't remember too much of the details, but I think uh, like it was challenging for me to hear it because it's, it's like, it's nothing you can do to necessarily earn it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like approaching the Bible, like a self-help book of like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Like God just loves you and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it does. I think it's helpful that that whole idea. Uh, I've not, I've not heard someone put it that way, but I think that that makes a lot of sense. That it isn't a self-help book. It isn't a do this and you can be a better version of yourself. It actually is much deeper than that. It helps to expose and reveal to us who God is.
0: Um, and so,
1: as we study it, we've got to be able to say, man, this is who God is, and this is what He's doing. And you know, and and like you say, there's nothing I can do about it. But this is how much He loves me. This is the love that He shows me. And obviously, part of that story is how Christ, you know, sacrificed His life for us and was able to get rid of our sin and open us up to a new life. Um, yeah. So, I, I so I love that. I think that that's that's super powerful. Um, so, okay, so so you you know you 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 stand by God's love. You you experience it. You see it. You're like, okay, I need to figure my things out. And then you said, but you were immature and not vulnerable enough. And and a year later, kind of felt like, man, I need to go back go back through this process. Is that a fair estimation of what you're yeah. saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: and and what's what prompted that? So you said you said the walk, the walk, the prayer walks, the walking prayers. <laughs> the prayer walk <laughs> is what prompted that. What, what kind of what were you praying about? What did you see in those prayer times that made you feel like sure, okay, this is this. I need to go back
0: after this. Yeah. Uh So the walking prayers were very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think, like, honestly, I just I almost prayed the same thing every day, like. I, it, it was kind of like I wanted God's word to be in my head. So I kind of saw it like a tool like, or, or like a solid tube thing being placed into my head
1: okay. and then
0: like having, you know, kind of like my words or like my thoughts come, you know, like be replaced mm-hmm. um and I think I think I saw it in a very extreme way like yeah. I think you know God still wants us to be individuals and think and have you know like our uniqueness um mm-hmm. but yeah I think I just prayed to be humble but uh for a very long time like a very long time mm-hmm. um but I wasn't necessarily necessarily like praying for any like any anything in particular you know um yeah I may have been praying about my salvation but more in like it would have more been in the terms of like you know how can I uh keep uh you know living according to your ways or like as a baptized saved person
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um yeah so I think yeah I think sometimes when we leave things up to God he surprises us
1: (laughs) true
0: true because it's like okay um yeah, so I I I think that's what I prayed a lot of the time. But you know, I think like it wasn't just that. I mean, you know, I definitely um studied out a lot of things in the mm-hmm. Bible at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know pride being one of them and um anxiety another one. And then um yeah, I think also um, yeah, I think, you know, God also I, I <laughs> God can also work outside of His Word. I think, mm. you know, um, yeah. Some
1: yeah. and and so I'm intrigued now. What do you mean by God can work? I had a different question in mind, that's why I went back way and said that. Um, but I'll ask that question still. But what do you mean by you feel like God can work outside of His Word? Um,
0: well, you know, I think. Like that, uh, I just think about that night, you know, mm. when, when like God literally, I feel like he woke me up. And the funny thing is that I think a, a brother that also got like rebaptized, similar in like a similar time frame to me, mm-hmm. he had a very similar experience. And oh, I was wow. like, that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just like, it was very unearthing. I think that's the word or unnerving, unnerving. Mm.
1: <laughs> And moving, yeah, we're doing well here with the English <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, um okay. so yeah, I think, um that, and you know, I think having those having those realizations of um you know like let's figure out our salvation, i think I think even before like I started praying about things, like I did always wonder like about my salvation, you know, mm. um. So I I don't know how secure people can feel in their salvation. Um, I think for me, it's like more like I can be ashamed of my story now. I think Mm. uh, coming onto your podcast has been very, uh, it has like made me talk about things that I can feel a lot of shame towards. So I'm just like, okay, amen. Like this is very exposing.
1: (laughs) Sure. Well, and I know I'll say it probably again at the end, but I'm, I mean, I'm grateful that you're willing to share. Uh, and hopefully there's nothing that you share that you feel like, oh, take it down, take it down. Uh, because I think it's helpful. I think it's, it's, it's uh, this is the, for me, the beauty of the podcast is we get to listen to one another's stories and through one another's stories, we get to see God working. Uh, now, I've never been woken up by God uh, to, you know, uh, with regards to my salvation, but I'm not sure Uh, how incredible that is that 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 god did that not just for you but you feel like there's somebody else that you know who he did that for you know Mm. and i think there's something there that god is doing and uh, i always want to be open to the fact that god works in mysterious ways as as the bible puts it um but i but i am intrigued by this idea of he woke you up and and so i would i would if you can i don't know if you remember but what was the scene like was it like you were sleeping and then you heard a voice kaylee kaylee or was it like you were sleeping and then you heard a loud voice or is it just like woke up and on your heart was impressed this idea like what 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 was it what what happened
0: mm. um so oh my gosh I feel like one of those people that like oh I don't know, you might have to take this out of the podcast but I feel like one of those people that are part of like Pentecostal movements where it's like so, I experience stuff and I'm like uh-huh okay so I think um I mean, I was just sleeping, like it was literally any other night, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, like in the like in the depths of the night, mm-hmm. uh, that's how it felt. You know, there was this like his his voice was there. Oh my gosh, I, I how was it? Oh, I can't even remember. This is so bad. But it, like, I, I think he did say my name, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, like Kaylee, like work like you need to sort out your salvation but it was a very like unnerving experience it was just very very unnerving and like looking back I can say God is very very loving and like he really does give second chances because I was like I'm going to die (laughs) Like, I should have done it right the first time. I'm going to die. He's going to kill me under punishment. Um, But, yeah, so it it was a very, very unnerving experience. And then, you know, just, like, on top of that, like, it was, like, my heart, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but my heart was just, um, it was... It was firstly racing quite fast, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was just like it was ch- it, like it, it was changed, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Reems. I feel like there's so much pressure. Okay, I'm just trying to think how it was. No, because no, no, no. I'm like, this is going on record. <laughs> um, so sure, <laughs> like sure. you can't get it wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It it was just no. Sorry, I'm trying to think. Like, like it was like okay. Yeah, so if like, <laughs> you know, you know when it feels like your you know when it feels like your heart is being like almost what when... I don't know. Okay, it's fine. We'll just leave it. Great. If you no, want to
1: put that I'm, in, I'm intrigued now. Like when your heart is doing what? Um. <laughs>
0: it just feels very alive mm-hmm. like very alive but also like very out of place I, I, I don't know yeah
1: yeah and and so you felt so if I hear you correctly you're saying you you felt unnerved meaning a, a sense of fear but at the same time felt very much like I'm different this is it oh, it's, it's done like it's a, it's a done it's a done deal kind of thing is that a fair understanding of what you're saying
0: I don't know what it oh yeah yeah like like confirmation
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah because I'm quite an indecisive person and the thing is that some people like when I spoke to them they were like no I don't think you need to get rebaptized," and I was like I need to do it mm-hmm. um you know so I mean like some people said you know whether the first baptism was my real one or this one just you know rather safe than sorry <laughs> yeah
1: and, no. and do you feel like God has spoken to you since Kales?
0: So not like waking me up like that was intense dramatic and I, but i think um i know like i think it was last year uh again like i just fasted and was like still for a week and it it was again just you know god what do you want me to do with my life um and he put portuguese on my heart i don't know why and he was also like stay in south like make friends in south africa because i can be like very world like the whole world can be my friend and it's like yeah. no let's make friends in south africa so i mean obviously you know i can still friends in other parts mm. of the world and southern africa but yeah he was like let's bring it home
1: yeah.
0: um so yeah hmm.
1: and those Again, I, I'm, I, I literally am asking because this, this interests me, right? because I feel like we, we're all um, we're all feeling it and, and experiencing it in different ways. And so your story is just your story and so there's no right or wrong. Mm. Um, but it, it just it's, it's interesting to me to hear this story. So you feel like you know you're asking God what to do and, and you, he said, Portuguese and stay in South Africa, make friends in South Africa. Do you have any idea why?
0: I have no idea why. I think having friends in the same country as you, even the same city, it's very beneficial. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, with regards to Portuguese, I'm really not sure. Like, I've spoken to people about it just because I'm like, I don't know. Um, and it can be very tedious when every Monday night I have a lesson and I'm like, it's such a difficult language. Like, what am I doing? Sure. Um,
1: yeah. And so how do you how do you stay faithful in that? Like, how do you keep going to the Monday night... Tough lessons when you don't even know what what the call why the call is Portuguese.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> well. I, I just, I think back to that time, you know, when I was still, like, I can literally picture my surroundings, and I can literally mm. picture the clarity of, you know, this is what you have to do, and thankfully, I have my sister doing Portuguese with me, so it's very nice. fun, but it yeah. is a difficult language, I will just tell you that, and it can sure. feel very tedious, especially when I'm doing homework by myself, I want to be around people, mm. um, so yeah,
1: yeah. Have you had opportunities to use it?
0: Um, I said hello to someone from Mozambique the other day <laughs> and yeah. that it was nice to meet them. Uh, but yeah. yeah, uh, not so much, not so much right now. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah I, I look, I think that this is for me, this is why I do the podcast. This is incredible. Like here is someone you're, I mean, for people who they'll see the picture on the, on, on social media, or what have you, but you are a white girl from South Africa, English, white from South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So Portuguese is not one of our 11 official languages, and we have 11 languages, so it could be in there, but it's not one of them. Now, we bordered with Mozambique, which is, you know, a a predominantly Portuguese-speaking country, but it's not like you felt like God said, move to Mozambique and speak Portuguese. You're saying God said, stay where you are, but Portuguese is the thing that you need to do. It's like, wait, what? Uh, but at the same time, you're saying faithful to that. You're saying, man, the homework sucks. It's hard. It's difficult. It's all these things, but man, that's the call mm. of God in my life. And I feel like there's so many young people, uh, myself included where, where, man, I just want God's direction. God, which direction do I go with this thing? Um, and then the, you know, the challenge for me, at least the harder challenge is sometimes I sense God is saying, go this direction. Like you say, he impresses that on my heart. Uh, but then I don't end up it's the toughness of staying faithful to it right through, right? Until he Mm. says something else It's the I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this until he says something else. So I think this is Mm. a very fascinating conversation already. Um, And, and so, you know, when you, Cause I want to dive into this a little bit more. And I know this is not necessarily where we thought the podcast was going to go, but when you were saying you, you were, you were fasting and then spending time in stillness to be able to kind of receive God, what do you want me to do with my life? What did that look like?
0: Yeah. Um. So, I mean, when I was doing that, uh, you know, I was working and the company that I was working for, it was insane. So I don't know if I – I was probably going through, like, an insane time at work, Um, you know, like long hours, just, like, grafting, grafting. I think – yeah. Oh, I think it was – no, I don't think it was during the hardcore lockdown, but it was, like, pretty much, you know, it was lockdown to some degree. I mean, that was most of last year. But, um, yeah, so I think, you know, I would – like, even though I was working so hard, like, I would make it a priority to, like, go outside and and pray and, and be still. Like, not think, you know, um, or at least too much because we, we think a lot. At least I do. Um, and so, yeah, I think, yeah, go, like just listen to the, to the wind blow. Um, and I think feel God's embrace. Um, I, I don't know. I think I connect to nature. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, doing that. And then I think, um, I fasted. And so I, I think I fasted social media, I think. Yeah. Cause uh, sometimes I'm not too keen on fasting food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like I did, I did social media. And so every single time I wanted to go to social media, I would rather pray, you know, just God, like, what do you want me to do? I mean, mm. you know, and I think, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's to me it's a nice pray because there's not pressure, um, you know. It's like okay, well, whatever's gonna come is gonna come. Um, so yeah, mm.
1: fascinating. Wow. Okay. And 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 that because again different people do different things. Other people go away and it's like a four-day retreat of very little food and, you know, no cell phone and in, in, the, in the boolies, but that's happening. You're saying you are in ho- at home in lockdown between work days um, and, and that's the way that you got. And I, again, I, I love this stuff. I feel like God is so, uh, he's so personal that he meets everybody uh, where we are and, and in the spaces that we need him to meet us in. And for you, that's where he met you. And I think, man, come on, you know, more, more power to you. Um, but something I did want to kind of talk about Kales is your journey with your your physical health um, which I know has been all over the place I uh, mean even as we just before we jumped onto this podcast I wouldn't say what, what you were sharing but you know that, that there's something else that you, you're kind of struggling with um, but can you can you kind of remember the first time you started to realize sure uh, something's not not right I don't feel hundred mm-hmm. percent
0: um, so I think like in grade four okay so I think you know let me just say my health it's most of the time it's been my tummy mm-hmm. um and so like I remember in grade four you know like the one night I think it was after a weekend and I don't know maybe I ate too much junk or something but uh, like yeah my, my tummy was sore and then like two years later you know went into hospital um I think yeah for my tummy um and then, Yeah, things have just gone downhill since.
1: And and because people who don't know you won't know the story. Can you just share briefly some highlight reels of some of the things that you've had to kind of uh, endure with your health and with your stomach?
0: Yeah. Um. So they're definitely not highlights; they're lowlights in my life. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to make that joke. Um. Yeah. So I think. um, So you know I think one of the so one of the so I want to say I don't know how to word this the one time that I was in hospital not the only time just one of the times Mm -hmm. um yeah you know like they ran all these different tests and uh it was just like nothing is wrong nothing's wrong and then eventually um yeah like he was like, I think it's your anxiety. And I think, like honestly, um, I think a lot of my health problems do stem uh from anxiety. I think I have like severe anxiety. And I think, you know, we can get into that more so uh later because I think it's it's such a big part of that. And I think for the longest of times, I don't think I wanted to like acknowledge that. Um, you know, but um there have been other issues, you know. I think like I did some testing and like, I had a whole bunch of like um, funny funguses in my body and, you know, so we, t- we took those out and um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, but I think for the most part, like my mental health and that then affecting my physical health has mm-hmm. been a big thing um, or maybe it, it, it you know, interlinks because your tummy produces so much of your serotonin and all of that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist or yeah. whatever it is.
1: Mm. <laughs> Me neither. I was just whatever you say, I was gonna say, hey, you know, that. <laughs> you had those conversations. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. That, I mean, that's obviously naturally very challenging that that you would go mm. through because just in the time that I can think of, you you've been on multiple, you've been in the hospital multiple times. You've had to have restrictive diets where. Man, when Kaylee's eating, I'm like, sure. Can you even survive off of that stuff to try get rid of this, you know, these guy and stuff that you you're going yeah.
0: through?
1: Uh, different mm. medications, things that made you feel terrible and, and had awkward side effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and what I'll say, and I'm sure people who know you would be able to admit as well, is you, but you've always kept a smile on your face. That you've always been able to kind of, <laughs> man, it doesn't matter what's going on, dude. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep uh pummeling through which is which is a huge reason why I felt like I want to have you on the podcast to talk about how you do that but before we get to Mm -hmm. that kind of getting through all of this stuff uh talk to me about the OCD or not the OCD the anxiety excuse me
0: um it's so why did you say OCD because I literally have like OCD thoughts did you know that
1: I think so that's maybe why I said it maybe my subconscious was coming through uh okay um, so
0: honestly it's it's interlinked uh so yeah
1: so whatever have, what are those
0: mm. um oh yes I did I explained it to you last time so uh basically uh what OCD thoughts is it it, it links very much uh with an, to, or to anxiety um so it's like someone will tell you like uh I have diabetes mm-hmm. and then so so okay wait let's just say someone will tell me like I have diabetes then like maybe maybe they'll elaborate it maybe they will elaborate on it maybe they won't but like either way I come out of conversations thinking that I have diabetes or like just whatever people are sharing I don't want to say whatever because sometimes things don't affect me Mm -hmm. um but yeah I like (laughs) just be like (laughs) my life you know like there's so much going on because like I genuinely come away thinking I have the same problem as them and even though I don't I believe it uh so like reality can be very skewed for me like very very skewed and I think um you know sometimes it can be scary um yeah and then I think um you know I think um I, I almost, so I think like when I learned more about my anxiety, I think it, it was almost like a result of my anxiety was, um you know, not seeing things like for the way that they are. So like not having a realistic idea of life. Mm-hmm. um And so, yeah, I think um I, maybe OCD thoughts stem from anxiety. It's very much linked though. That's all that I can say. ma'am. Yeah
1: sure that's that's hectic um that that that, that idea that idea i'm trying to wrap my mind around it Of like you know you hear someone has diabetes and then for you that becomes a thing that that you now have the very thing that they said they have do you think that's possible that that's maybe where your stomach challenges stemmed from that actually someone told you they had a stomach issue and then you kind of took that on do you think that's possible
0: oh my word I don't know. That would be very interesting to think about, huh?
1: Oh, so this is you haven't explored that?
0: No, never.
1: Huh. All right, Zeno, psychologist, here we come. No, I'm joking. I'm just kidding. Um, I, just, I yeah. just literally, literally just wondering because that that uh, mm. yeah, that kind of makes it a bit of a link for me. And so, do you do you see someone Kales, about your OCD thoughts?
0: Um. So I was fortunate enough to have a EEG, an EEG, and a qEEG. Um, so that was that was really like that was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Um, because you know, growing up, I mean, like I can remember since I was little, like having anxiety, and then on top of that. Um, you know, I also had like a number of learning problems. And so like I would go for help during school and, you know, like, or not during school, but like I would go to places that help kids in school. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, people would just say like, oh, you're so bad at reading, like you should be failing or like Mm -hmm. kids would tease me for not being able to read and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, people would like give solutions, but it didn't always necessarily help. In fact, I was a hot mess in university because I had such bad anxiety. It was causing depression and I was really, really stressed. So, I was really, really struggling, but you wouldn't have said so because I'm a very bubbly person firstly, and people like can sometimes don't associate like being bubbly with depression. And like, I did very well in university. Like I I can't tell you how many distinctions I got. It was insane. Um, And so, you know, like even like not just for like one assignment or something like that, like my overall marks were distinctions. Um, And so like, you wouldn't think that like I couldn't read uh well i had a grade six level of reading so let's not say i couldn't read but (laughs) a grade six level of reading it's not the best for university um yeah so yeah so i think um so the EEG and the QEG was very good because it really showed what was wrong and what help I needed, mm. you know, instead of just like, uh, you know, like let's um, like have a shot in the dark. Cause I think, I mean, some people are fortunate in terms of like getting the right medicine the first time around or like seeing a really good psychologist the first time around, but it's not necessarily everyone's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I think, um, that was very good because that directed me to neurofeedback therapy. Um, and then um, a, th- a therapist that helped me with my OCD thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, okay. Hmm. And I, I like, I take medicine for it, like, uh, you know, like prescription schedule, whatever medicine. Uh,
1: um,
0: yeah. yeah, and then, uh, and yeah.
1: This on the EEG and the QEEG, my guess is they're a type of brain scan. Is that a good guess?
0: Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. So uh, they put a whole bunch of electrons, I think. E-ele-elec- okay. Those things on your head. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. They, they put they measure your brain waves. And then from that, they can deduce what's wrong. So, yeah.
1: Mm. And so when they, when they did that to you, what was the what is their diagnosis? Anxiety.
0: A lot of anxiety and then depression. Um, but they were like, it's temporary depression. It's just because of everything that your brain is going through. And then, um, yeah, they elaborated it. They elaborated on my learning um, difficulties as well. So basically, the four sides of my uh, brain weren't working together. So it was making it very very challenging. Um, yeah, because it like the information wasn't connecting. But yeah. Mm.
1: I mean even how you're saying it now I'm like sure that's so much to take in uh, and obviously it's your story and obviously I'm sure you've you know had to process this over my, many months and years as you've journeyed but I'm like sure that's so much to take in but like you say you are a bubbly person uh, I mean I remember there would be times where you were laughing with me and then you'd be like yeah I'm in such terrible pain I'm like how are you able laughing? how does this work <laughs> um, so what do you feel like it is for you Kales how do you how do you stay positive how do you stay with a good outlook how do you stay bubbly uh, even though you're going through so much
0: mm. um so I'm not always bubbly just let you know um and yeah uh so I'm so sorry can I please tell a story quickly Ooh. Okay, thanks. So the last time that I was in hospital, um I was buying a chocolate for someone else in my ward because they were just going through the most. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the nurses was at the shop while I was there and she was like, "Oh my gosh, like I know you." And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, you're in the hospital." And I was like, oh, "I remember you." She like took my blood like once another time that I was in hospital. Yeah. Um, You know, so I think uh, just like going back to the bubbly thing, like, yeah, people often at times like don't think I'm sick. Like even the last time I was in hospital, like the doctor wanted to discharge me just like this. And thankfully my mom was there because she was like, my child's not better. And then I ended up being there for two weeks. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was like, okay. Um, and, and and it was really serious what I had. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was a good thing that I didn't leave the hospital. But I think... Um, yeah. So I think like it, it it is weird that I am like a bubbly person, but I think I've had to dig really deep. Like sometimes being sick is very depressing, um, sure. you know, and I think like, uh, like the last time I came out of hospital, I mean, like my digestive system. I don't want to say it stopped because I probably would have died, but it slowed down a lot. So it affected my immune system and affected my energy. Like I was sleeping probably for about 16 hours a day. Oh. Um, and, um, you know, like even to just digest food when your immune system is slow is one of the most painful things you can do. Um, and unfortunately it happened to me again this year and I'm just like, why? Um, but yeah, I think... Um, you know, but yeah, the last time I came out of hospital and like all of this was going on with my physical health, like I was really angry with God, um, because I was just like, like, how could I go back into hospital? Um, because the time before the last time I was in hospital, the doctor was like, okay, stick to a really strict diet of like hardly any fruits, hardly any vegetables, hardly any meats, no dairy, no gluten. Um, the psychologist was like, I wouldn't recommend sugar with your anxiety. Um, you know, so it was just a very limiting diet, And, you know, I've stayed on that diet for years. And I mean, I've done other ones throughout the years uh, to try to f- help fix my tummy. But yeah, I think um, that doctor said to me, if you want to stay at a hospital, like do these things, uh, you know, like eat strictly and, um, and then I go into hospital for something else, even though it's still my tummy, our, digestive systems are super complex. Um, so, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think I, I was just angry, but I think, um, you know, one of the things that I, um, that I do is I do these, um, like covenants. So I write out like, what I'm going to do for a year or however long. Mm -hmm.
1: So um,
0: on on a red piece of paper, because that's kind of like blood. Um, So it's like, instead of dying my hair and changing it like to all different colors, I'm actually going to work on like, whatever emotion i'm feeling mm-hmm. um so the last time i came out of a hospital i was just buying books because i was angry and i know <laughs> like people can do worse things in buy books sure. but i mean like i wasn't even enjoying them like I-, I was just like god i'm gonna buy these books um and then yeah i think um uh so, so then I was like no I, I need to start buying books and I actually need to like work on my emotion with God like I need to process this um because <laughs> it's not good for me <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh so th- that's one of the things that I do uh covenants and it, it can it can seem extreme mm-hmm. but um to be honest I think it has been you know, very helpful for me, yeah. uh, just because it's helped me to process things, as I've said. Yeah. Um, yeah then one of the other things that I've done, um, I, I've done lots, but um, I know, like one time in the in the hospital, like I was feeling really, really down, and you know, I hadn't hadn't spent time with God that day, and I was like, okay, like I'm going to spend time with God. So I went and I sat by um, the baby ward. I mean, like, how can you not feel happy on babies? Yeah. No, some people will feel anxious, but yes, I love babies. Um, and so, you know, I don't know, like I just, I went and I sat there um, and yeah, I think um, I just, I had a good time with God, you know? Um, and, and, and I think, yeah, I think that did help. Um, so, um, I I think, yeah, honestly, there's a few things. And then, you know, like I said last time, like being around older people. So what I find is, you know, older people, like for me, what I've experienced is like, they, uh, um, have been through life, um, Mm -hmm. and they, they, not not shocked by things, and like life still moves on, mm-hmm. and um you know they're very loving. I think that that's like one of the attributes that I can uh, give to them, not mm-hmm. that younger people aren't or anything like that, it's just you know that's what I sense more um
1: yeah.
0: and so yeah, I think, um, just to be around that, I find it very healing, and like it it helps me not make my physical things you know s- such a big deal um yeah yeah so
1: that's quite cool that you spend time with the babies and with older people and that you kind of both of those help you because it's true I think there's there's a great innocence and an incredible wonder about babies and how God creates them and
0: all of that stuff
1: but like you say they are like all the older folks are like hey man it is what it is come on now (laughs) we're gonna take out another day we're gonna just keep it moving and 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 I'm you know I can I can imagine how helpful that must be, especially when it feels like, sure, this is another time I'm in the hospital. Sure, it's another time I can't eat these things, or it's another thing that's going wrong with me. Uh, because all, a lot of older people are experiencing that. Their hip is giving out and their knee is giving out, the sugar is high, and the blood pressure is high, and the this and the that. And so they can come across with that wisdom and just be like, hey, we we it's just it's hard. It's not, it's not always fun, but we can keep keep moving forward. Um but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the buying of books, I'm just like, oh, that is such an interesting way to vent your anger at God. Like, that's right, God, I'm going to buy another one. You, you won't get it. Um, but but like you say, all of us, this anger that we experience happens differently for, for all of us. And we can all kind of journey through it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that there's a number of things that you've said and, and, and have been helpful that you do. Uh, but if you had to kind of think about someone who's in the same position as you, what what would you encourage them? How would you encourage? How would you encourage them to kind of keep keep journeying forward, even though life is hard?
0: So, um, you know, I think um, the way that I've like experienced bad news or just you know like news that is a lot to take in, like with the EEG and the QEEG. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think um, I think I easily want to put like labels on things and be like, okay, so it's bad or, you know, like this is like I'm an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- as much as that is my reality and I literally have to work on my anxiety every single day because my OCD thoughts are literally there every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think um, it's just to like try to not label yourself mm-hmm. um in an unhealthy way uh just because like how is it going to help you know mm-hmm. um and yeah i think um you know in your lowest points where you really cannot do much mm-hmm. uh t- to remember that god loves you regardless mm-hmm. um you know r- regardless what you can do for him um, mm-hmm. So, but that's coming from someone that's very deeds oriented and go, go, go and do do do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I think um to be grateful, you know, even when it seems like everything is going wrong. Um, you know, I think like the one time I was having, you could almost call it a pity party for myself. And then <laughs> I drove somewhere and like I remember just thinking that the sky is so beautiful. And, you know, um, like I was grateful for that. And so like just those little things. For me, I think it's the little things uh that really uh perk me up. Um so yeah, I think uh to have that and then to have people help you, like remind you to be grateful. Uh that's what I needed. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. So those are some of the things.
1: That- that makes sense. I'm actually taking notes as we go here. Um, but Kels, I think, you know, obviously, firstly, thank you so much for, for sharing all that you shared, because I do think your life has been one of uh, grade one. And I think there's been great stuff that's happened in your life. And there's been great, you know, great. We didn't focus on the great stories today, but there's been stuff where it's like, man, this is actually epic in your life. Uh, but obviously, the hard stuff has been there and you've been able to soldier through and you've been able to push through. Uh, quite well um what I'm always intrigued by not always but what I've been intrigued by of late is like what are what are you looking forward to Uh, I've realized as I have conversations with people that we can sometimes get so bogged down in the bad in the past that we don't actually look forward to stuff so is there anything that's on the horizon in your life that you can share uh, that you're looking forward to that you kind of look look towards with hope
0: um sure I feel like recently I've just been taking things a day at a time. Um but um oh to be honest I really want to be in Mozambique. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. so oh, I guess that's not really something to look forward to. I, yo, to. I don't know to be honest I haven't been like looking too like forward into the future at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I should be planning my life out more.
1: Really, really, really. No I'm joking. No <laughs> It's just the question because again similar to the gratitude pieces is, is oftentimes we can sometimes at least I can get so bogged down in the here and the now that I don't see that wow yeah. there is a journey that we're on that we get to journey yeah. uh, and that we get to uh, move move forward through this life thing so um I just thought I would ask I, I it always it's something that I want to get used to asking people what are they looking forward to because that can oftentimes be more positive than the, the scenario or or situation that they're in at the moment. Um, but Kelly, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate, you know, all that you shared with us, that you shared your life with us, even when it was uncomfortable and you were like, no, no, cancel the recording, let's start again. And uh, that you soldiered through uh, even this, and you've been able to kind of really share uh, honestly and vulnerably your journey. Um, and and I, I I know for me, and I'm sure for many that will potentially listen to this in the future, I'm very honored and grateful that you continue to fight a good fight, that you continue to push through uh, even with all that's going on in your life. Um, and, I, and I'm hopeful that, you know, uh, you will continue to enjoy life, even, even if, you know, health never gets to 100% or what have you, but that you'll continue to enjoy life. Um, but I do want to ask you to, you know, and I know kind of the last question um, kind of led that direction, but what would you like to say in closing here to young people to help them thrive in life as well as in their faith?
0: Ah. Uh... So, you know, I think, um, after we spoke the last time from the podcast, um yeah, I think honestly uh to look for God and see God in everything i, th- I think it's such a big thing and um, you know, whether it's uh reading the Bible or just everyday life, um, mm. yeah, I think I think that's part of it. I think, um, you know, a lot of the time. Our perception can really help um, Mm. uh, with things. Uh, And yeah, so have your God goggles on. (laughs) That sounds so cheesy and lame, but yes.
1: Have your God goggles on. I love it. Thank you so much for coming back and being on the podcast. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Reems. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.